0: number is 877-381-3811 877-381-3811. You know it's amazing. You watch these sisters, a 3-year-old and a 5-year-old dropped over a 14-foot drop over the wall by a cartel individual. And uh, if that doesn't pull at your heartstrings really, there's not much that will. And It's incredible to me how disconnected from reality and what's taking place in this country and on that border, Joe Biden, Psaki, and all the rest of them really are. They're plowing ahead like nothing's going on down there. They're plowing ahead with an agenda that is not a popular agenda. It's an agenda that's being forced down the throats of the American people where all of our representatives are not participating in this process. They want massive fundamental change in this country, a country that doesn't need massive fundamental change. They continue to lie. 5% of this $2.5 trillion spending monstrosity that Biden talked about yesterday, 5% actually goes to roads and bridges and tunnels. 5%. More goes to electric cars and electric charging stations then goes to roads, bridges, and tunnels. And yet they're all traveling all over the country, and their propaganda is pushing out there, going on and on about how we need new roads and bridges and tunnels. Okay, well then spend the 5%. No. They've got child care in there. They've got elder care in there. They've got all kinds of stuff in here. More on electric vehicles than highways, bridges, and roads. It's the new green deal wrapped up in more acceptable language. That's exactly what it is. They're deceiving, they are lying, they are dishonest, and they're going to break us, financially. Things going on in the border there, the inhumanity, the little kids that are being abused, and Joe Biden just keeps marching along. Utterly unaffected. This is what you need to understand, folks. Kamala Harris, marching along, utterly unaffected. She was put in charge of it, the czar. And she washed her hands of it. She didn't want anything to do with it. I've never seen anything like this. Nine crazy examples of unrelated waste and partisan spending in Biden's $2 trillion. It's 2500000000000 trillion, so-called infrastructure proposal. It's not infrastructure. It's a massive expansion of the welfare state. That's what it is. Again, 5% of the $2.5 trillion, and we talked about this last night, 5% of the $2.5 trillion goes to roads and highways and bridges. That's it. And one of the things it seeks to do is eliminate right-to-work laws in the 27 states that have them, red states, that allow people to work who are not necessarily members of a union. He's a power-hungry, petty, nasty old man he doesn't care about what's going on on the border. He doesn't care about those kids. He doesn't even talk about it. They pretend it's not a crisis. Well, it may not be a crisis for Biden and his family, but it sure is a crisis for the people on the border. And the media, you can see they're inhumanity. MSNBC and CNN, Scarborough. They don't care about those little kids. Not a wick. Not a wick. Lemon, Cuomo, they could care less about these little kids, not in the least. Nine crazy examples of unrelated waste and partisan spending in Biden's $2 trillion infrastructure proposal. This is from fee, org, a wonderful site. Brad Palumbo. Yes, I give credit where credit's due, one of the few $10 billion to create a civilian climate corps. The Biden administration proposes spending $10 billion to create a civilian climate corps. The White House claims this $10 billion investment will put a new, diverse generation of Americans to work, conserving our public lands and waters, bolstering community resilience and advancing environmental justice through a new civilian climate corps, quote-unquote. So now we're paying to brainwash our kids, and we're paying activists. Isn't incredible? $20 billion to advance racial equity and environmental justice. The proposal sets aside a whopping $20 billion. More than the latest COVID package spent on vaccines. More than the latest COVID package spent on vaccines. For quote, a new program that will reconnect neighborhoods... Cut off by historic investments and ensure new projects increase opportunity, advance racial equality and environmental justice, and promote affordable access. This is all this neo-Marxist crap. That's what it is. $175 billion in subsidies for electric vehicles. The technological novelty, so good it won't catch on without hundreds of billions in subsidies. At least that's apparently what the Biden administration thinks. And its infrastructure proposal earmarks $175 billion to win the electric vehicle market. And the spending will take the form of manufacturing subsidies and consumer tax credits, which historically have benefited wealthy families most. For comparison, the proposal carves out more for green energy goodies than it does on the total $115 billion at a $2.5 trillion to modernize bridges, highways, roads, and May streets that are in most critical need of repair, quote-unquote. So when you're, you know, we need money for our roads, it's not what it's going for. $213 billion to build and retrofit 2 million houses and buildings. This is all out of the Green New Deal. This is this Marxist crap. Well, most people hear infrastructure, they think roads, bridges, tunnels, and so forth. But the Biden administration's definition of the term is Olympian gymnastics-level flexible. Apparently, the president considers it infrastructure spending to allocate $213 billion to build or retrofit 2 million sustainable houses and buildings. They also slip $40 billion for public housing, stating this will disproportionately benefit women, people of color, and people with disabilities. Massive redistribution of wealth. $100 billion for new public schools and making school lunches greener. I don't know what any of that means, but it's another sop to the teachers' union. You might remember the last COVID legislation had $128.5 billion in taxpayer dollars for public schools. A lot of the money will be spent years after the pandemic. There was no requirement the schools actually open. Yet this was evidently just the beginning. The Biden so-called infrastructure plan includes another $100 billion to upgrade and build new public schools. Funds will be provided, I'm quoting, to improve our school kitchens so they can be used to better prepare nutritious meals for our students and go green by reducing or eliminating the use of paper plates or other disposable materials. $12 billion for community colleges. Infrastructure? slips in 12 billion for states to spend on community colleges. Billions to eliminate racial and gender inequities in STEM. The proposal includes several billion dollars allocated to reduce supposed racial and gender inequities in science, technology, engineering, and math, the STEM research and development areas. What this has to do with infrastructure? Nothing. 100 billion to expand broadband internet. Wow, they ought to do that. Here's the problem. The government will control it. Loosely lumped under the broad term digital infrastructure, the plan allocates $100 billion to bring affordable, reliable, high-speed broadband to every American, quote-unquote. Interestingly, the proposal openly states that it wishes to promote government and NGO control of broadband and push out private sector providers. It, quote, prioritizes support for broadband networks owned, operated by, or affiliated with local governments, nonprofits, and cooperatives, all on the left, providers with less pressure to turn profits. So that's a backdoor way. They want to take over the Internet. And then in this so-called infrastructure bill, $25 billion for government child care programs to, quote, help upgrade child care facilities and increase the supply of child care in areas that need it most, unquote. According to the White House, funding would be provided through a child care growth and innovation fund for states to build and supply uh, a, a supply of infant and toddler care in high need areas. And this is just scratching the surface. They lie, they cheat, they push and push and push. This is a radical agenda like we've never seen in this country, ever, ever. This guy Biden is all in. He doesn't have to be a Marxist ideologue to support Marxist ideologically driven agendas because he's into his legacy. That's what's motivating him. So substantively, what's between his ears is of no consequence. It's his legacy. That he can understand. That's why he's there. He said as much to the historians who were there. This is absolutely shocking. And then on the taxing side, we're seeing massive taxes. And you're going to be affected. Massive taxes. One of the things they want to do is something called... uh, Capital gains tax at death with $1 million exemption. $1 million exemption. Now, many of you live in homes, right? You're not millionaires, but maybe your home over time is worth over a million dollars. You pass away, your spouse passes away, whatever, and this is passed on to your children. The Democrats want to eliminate what they call a tax loophole. Anything they want to eliminate, they call a loophole. It's called a step-up in basis. It's been a long-standing part of the tax code. It allows many assets to be passed on to heirs without capital gains tax on their appreciation of the value. Under existing law that's been there a long time, when heirs inherit an asset, like a farm, like a house, like a small business, that is appreciated in value, they get a step-up in basis, meaning they receive the holding... At its current market value. Let's say your parents bought a home and it was $450,000. they have had that home for 30 years and now it's valued at $1.7 million. It doesn't mean you have that liquid cash. It just means that's the value of the property. So if you inherit it, you inherit it at the value of the current market value, $1.7 million. And so you can sell that house... And you pay capital gains based on, if there are capital gains, the difference between the $1.7 million, and let's say you sell it for $1.9 million, right? The Democrats are saying, no, we want to change that. The stepped-up basis loophole, that's what they call it. It's one of the biggest tax breaks on the books, providing an unfair advantage to the wealthy heirs every year. Over a million dollars, you're not a wealthy heir, ladies and gentlemen, are you? It will eliminate the so-called loophole, they say, once and for all. It's time to stop subsidizing massive inheritances. Over a million dollars, is that a massive inheritance to small business people, to farmers, to you, depending on what you inherit from your family? No, it's not. And so what that means is, they want you to pay a tax should you sell that asset based on what your parents paid for it, so let's say your parents paid the 450000 and what you sell it for. Let's say you sell it for $1.9. They want the capital gains tax to apply to that difference rather than if you inherited it at $1.7 and you sell it for $1.9. You're going to be left with nothing. Zero. Oh, and on top of that, they want to increase the capital gains tax rate, but only for the rich, so don't you worry. You're all going to get smacked, all of us. We're all on the Titanic together. I'll be right back.
1: Much love in.
0: Hillsdale College serves four purposes learning, character, faith, and freedom. Education and faith thrive in freedom, and freedom requires an educated people of good character to preserve it. Hillsdale College has been providing the education needed to preserve free government for over 175 years. It continues these efforts today. Not only its 1,500 undergraduate and graduate students, but nationwide through its free online courses, its support of classical K-12 through charter schools, and its other outreach efforts on behalf of liberty. Hillsdale's Articles of Association, dating way back to 1844, commit the college to preserving civil and religious liberty through the provision of sound learning. This learning includes the Constitution and the laws of nature and nature's God, as described in the Declaration of Independence. It includes America's great heritage of liberty that too often today is falsely derided or denied. Hillsdale's motto, pursuing truth and defending liberty, since 1844. It will continue to fight to live up to that motto, come what may. Learn more at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. I want to undo some of the stuff on this Georgia voting law because uh, here's another area where people are being lied to. You would think with all the old media we have and all the new media we have, and the 24-7 TV and the 24-7 news, that you would actually be getting more information, more facts, to increase your knowledge base. But you're not. You get more propaganda, more lies. And that can occur by omission and censorship, too. Now, Joe Biden keeps saying, and his spokes idiot keeps saying, Pasaki that Georgia is shutting voting down at 5 p.m. No, they're not. They're not shutting anything down at 5 p.m. Even the unreliable Washington Post, the liberal Washington Post. Some guy over there, hands out Pinocchio noses. Get the clown's name, but nonetheless, gave Biden four, Pinocchio said, no, they're not closing at five, and no, people can get water. It just depends where they get water from. And I'm going to get into this a little bit after the bottom of the hour. There's nothing that's been done here that targets minorities or minority communities. There's nothing been done here that is untoward. They're trying to bring security and reliability back to the voting system. Now let's look at it the other way All these so-called changes were made Were made. They said because of the pandemic That's why all the mail-in voting That's why mailing out ballots to everybody That's why drop boxes That was never the rule In Georgia and most of these other states They said because of the pandemic So the pandemic is winding down And now they want to make permanent all these changes Don't they? Isn't that funny? I'll be right back Hillsdale College serves four purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Education and faith thrive in freedom, and freedom requires an educated people of good character to preserve it. Hillsdale College has been providing the education needed to preserve free government for over 175 years. It continues these efforts today. Not only its 1,500 undergraduate and graduate students, but nationwide, through its free online courses, its support of classical K-12 through charter schools, and its other outreach efforts on behalf of liberty. Hillsdale's Articles of Association, dating way back to 1844, commit the college to preserving civil and religious liberty through the provision of sound learning. This learning includes the Constitution and the laws of nature and nature's God, as described in the Declaration of Independence. It includes America's great heritage of liberty that too often today is falsely derided or denied. Hillsdale's motto? Pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844, it will continue to fight to live up to that motto, come what may. Learn more at LevinforHillsdale.com. L-e-v-i-n for Hillsdale.com. LevinforHillsdale.com.
1: If the world seems so confusing, Mike. We'll be glad to clear that up for you. Call him now at 877 381
0: By the way, uh, Johnson & Johnson COVID-19 vaccine, which I have, which has been great. Uh, manufacturing error affects 15 million doses. Johnson & Johnson says it didn't meet their quality control standards, so, but they'll still meet their, their requirements. So here's a problem. So the question is, is that Joe Biden's responsibility? Is it Joe Biden's fault? No, of course not, right? No, Hillian takes credit for stuff that takes place. The Georgia voting law, what's going on here, and we've talked about this, is an effort to make an example out of Georgia, thereby making an example to other Republican legislatures with Republican governors, that if you dare to actually constitutionally Take back your voting system from the slip and fall Democrat Party and lawyers that ruined it a couple of years ago, or your rogue judges, or your rogue governors, or your rogue secretaries of state, almost all of whom are Democrats in these cases except for Georgia. Uh, we will accuse you of the most vile racism, and we will boycott your businesses. But I want you to know the facts. Because the Democrat Party is a very evil and diabolical party, and the media are corrupt, evil, and diabolical. They're filled with reprobates like Chuck Todd, George Stephanopoulos, and Fredo Cuomo. I don't know how he still has a job, quite frankly. He should be moving over to Russia TV, which is where they always go from CNN. But with our help from our friends at The Daily Caller, I thought this would be useful with all the lies that are being spread by the administration, the Democrats, and the media. Georgia passed a series of new voting laws, Brianna Lyman writes, aimed at curbing alleged voter fraud and myths about voter disenfranchisement and discrimination. And yet those allegations are running rampant. The Election Integrity Act of 2021 expands in person early voting dates and hours for most counties according to Georgia Public Broadcasting. The original drafts of the legislation would have scrapped all weekend voting aside from second Saturday, but changes were made now that allow both Saturdays of the early voting period to hold voting. and gives counties the option of holding voting on Sundays. The legislation also requires three weeks of early voting and expands the hours the polls are open. Expands them. The changes were made in response to opposition from racial justice groups who said the proposal targeted black voters who traditionally participate in souls to the polls voter drives that take place on Sundays, according to NPR. So they changed it to accommodate. One of the provisions bans volunteers from handing out food, water, or other items to voters standing in line. Executive Director of the ACLU of Georgia criticized the law, including this specific provision. President Joe Biden also criticized the provision. You don't need anything else to know that this is nothing but punitive, designed to keep people from voting. You can't provide water for people about to vote. Give me a break. But fact, voters will still have access to water. They're not forbidden from bringing their own food items either. The law says no person shall solicit votes in any matter or by any means or method, nor shall any person distribute or display Any campaign material, nor shall any person give, offer to give, or participate in the giving of any money or gifts, including but not limited to food and drink, to an elector. So they don't want people showing up from campaigns saying, hey, you want a soda? You want some water? What can I do for you? Can we get your vote? They don't want that happening in line. You can bring your own stuff. And uh, also what they're talking about is close to the precinct. They're not talking. If you're in a long line that goes, you know, on for hours, they're not even talking about that. So Joe Biden seizes on this. Because he's a very evil, stupid man. That's why. Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensberger, you know who he is, said in December that the state would crack down on line warming. They call it line warming which includes giving voters gifts of any kind to inappropriately influence voters in the crucial final moments before they cast their ballots. But the law allows voters to have access to water, despite claims to the contrary. This code section shall not be construed, the law says, to prohibit a poll officer from distributing or from 1828 making available self-service water from an unattended receptacle to an elector waiting in line. So, of course, you can give out water. To people line, But Joe Biden lies, because that's what he does. He's a nasty old bastard. That's right, I said it. Another provision Democrats, a myth, are criticizing is the provision requiring voters to show an ID to get an absentee ballot. Yet an op ed written by Terry Kanefield calls the new law Jim Crow. Kanefield acknowledges the law expands voter access, but then says requiring voters to show an ID presents unnecessary hurdles. Biden also criticized the ID provision, saying that it was part of a a rigid restriction. This is Jim Crow in the 21st century, Biden said in a statement. It must end. We have a moral and constitutional obligation to act. Now, here's a fact. Residents can receive a free ID card from the state at any county registrar's office with proper proof of residency and other documentation. Out of Georgia's nearly 11 million population population, Apparently, 200,000 lack a driver's license or state ID, according to CNN. That's less than 2% of the state's population. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution reports 97% of registered Georgia voters have an official driver's license or state ID. Now, for the some 200,000 residents who don't have identification, Georgia residents can receive a Georgia ID card, which has no age restriction. Applicants have to fill out the required forms to receive an ID so they know who you are. Applicants must also provide proof of residency, their social security number, proof of citizenship, utility bills, phone bills, birth certificates, some of the ways residents can prove they are Georgia residents. And voters are required to request and return an absentee ballot with an ID, be it a driver's license or state ID number. Voters can also verify their ballot with the last four digits of their Social Security number. Votes can be returned online through an online request portal so long as voter has their driver's license number or state ID number, according to the Georgia Public Broadcasting. Voter ID laws are not uncommon. At least 35 states require voters to show or present some form of ID when voting, whether it be by mail or in person. Georgia already has voter ID laws in place for in-person voting. Now they want it for... Not in-person voting. Now, Biden claimed he was worried about how un-American this whole initiative is. It's sick. It's sick, he said. Deciding that you're going to end voting at 5 o'clock when working people are just getting off work. It's sick. Biden reiterated a similar sentiment in a written statement the following day. He also said it today. His spokes idiot said it today. The Washington Post gave Biden's claims a whopping four Pinocchios. In other words, you're a damnable liar. One could understand a flub in a news conference, but then this same claim popped up in an official presidential statement, said the Washington Post fact-checker Glenn Kessler. Not a single expert we consulted, who has studied the law, understood why Biden made this claim, as this was the section of the law that expanded voting for many Georgians. Expanded it. The new voting law still permits polling places to be open from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. as long as you are in line by 7 p.m. when you can still vote. And the Post confirmed this. You can criticize the bill for many things, they say, but I don't think you can criticize it for reducing the hours you can vote, University of Georgia political scientist Charles Bullock III said. Bullock suspected Biden was briefed on an early draft of the version and was not updated. No, Biden is a liar. He's been updated since. He's been criticized since, and he still repeated it today, and so did his spokes, idiot. Early voting access under this law would be expanded for most counties and would add an additional mandatory Saturday. Counties can also have early voting open as early as 7 a.m. and as late as 7 p.m., There is nothing wrong with this law, ladies and gentlemen. And now because of wokeism and the left, the CEO of Coca-Cola is very upset about this. The CEO of Delta condemned it. And the Republican legislature wisely said, you know what, you jackass, we're going to take all those tax benefits we've given Delta, you know what, we're going to withdraw them. Good idea. That's the way to fight fire with fire. Now, I drink a lot of Diet Coke. Actually, I drink a lot less than I ever did, because my wife doesn't want me to drink it. She actually wants me to live. Can you believe that, Mr. Producer? So, I drink a lot less Diet Coke than I ever had, but I'm never drinking it again. If I need it, I'll get a Diet Pepsi. I'll get used to it. They're talking about boycotting Georgia and boycotting Georgia's businesses. I want to ask the people of Georgia, particularly the people in the minority areas of Georgia, especially in and around Atlanta, you want to be boycotted? You want Major League Baseball All-Star Game to be removed from your state? Because a jackass buffoon who doesn't understand what is going on around him? That would be Biden- Is putting out lies, is trying to get you upset, is trying to divide America, is a race baiter. He's always been a race baiter. He was a race baiter when he was coddling up to Southern segregationists early in his career. This man uses race to achieve his ends. That's what he does. So he'll embrace critical race theory. So he wants the borders wide open. He doesn't care. Do you, the people of Georgia, want the rest of the nation to boycott you over lies about your new voting law, which really is similar to your old voting law, but gives you more of an opportunity to vote? Opens the polls even longer? Provides for earlier, early voting? Yeah, I'll be right back. Levin. Hillsdale College serves four purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Education and faith thrive in freedom, and freedom requires an educated people of good character to preserve it. Hillsdale College has been providing the education needed to preserve free government for over 175 years. It continues these efforts today. Not only its 1,500 undergraduate and graduate students, but nationwide. Through its free online courses, its support of classical K-12 charter schools, and its other outreach efforts on behalf of Liberty Hillsdale's articles of association dating way back to 1844 commit the college to preserving civil and religious liberty through the provision of sound learning this learning includes the Constitution and the laws of nature and nature's God as described in the Declaration of Independence it includes America's great heritage of Liberty that too often today is falsely derided or denied Hillsdale's motto Pursuing Truth and Defending Liberty Since 1844 It will continue to fight to live up to that motto Come what may Learn more at LevinforHillsdale.com L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com LevinforHillsdale.com Jim Tasaki. Asked about the infrastructure bill by Peter Ducey. Cut one, Mr. Producer. Go.
2: You just repeated what the President was talking about yesterday. You want corporations to bear the brunt mm-hmm. of the $2.25 trillion over eight years. But there are these calculations now that the corporate tax hike is not going to raise that much until 2036. So I'm curious where the rest of the
0: money comes from.
3: Well, as was outlined in detail in our plan, uh, we're talking about paying for an eight year investment over the course of 15 years. Now let's and stop.
0: I- You don't have eight-year investments over the course of 15 years. You have changes in administrations. You have changes in conditions. You have changes in political parties and Congress. This is all absolute bullcrap. Just BS. Go ahead.
3: Given that the in, the investments are short-term investments, uh, investments that are temporary, we actually would more than make up for the cost of these investments over time.
2: And one of the most colorful examples that the president used yesterday, he asked if people remembered a bridge going down, but only 5% of the spending in this package goes towards roads and bridges. And I'm curious why that number is so low and something that is being sold as an infrastructure package.
3: Uh, We're actually selling it as a once in a century or once in a generation investment in uh, partly our infrastructure, but partly uh, industries of the future, American workers and the world.
0: Stop, stop. Notice how they're selling it. She says they're selling it. In other words, it's propaganda. They learned a lot from Woodrow Wilson in that book, Propaganda, that I hold up from time to time on my uh, Levin TV and Life, Liberty, and Levin. They're selling it as once-in-a-century or once-in-a-generation investment in partly our infrastructure. That's 5% in the infrastructure. He went on, remember, about Dwight Eisenhower and the interstate highway system and so forth. This has nothing to do with an interstate highway system or anything of the kind. When Donald Trump was talking about infrastructure programs, and I objected to a lot of it, many of you disagree with me. He was talking about one trillion, and Schumer was talking about going big with one point five trillion for roads. Remember all that? They're not even going to come close to one or one point five trillion for actual physical infrastructure. That's five percent of the total they're going to. This is all about massive new entitlements, expanding entitlements, expanding the number of people who are on entitlements. We have never seen anything like this, ever. Not the New Deal, not the Great Society, Obama, never. Go ahead.
3: And there are areas like broadband, which maybe is not a physical bridge, but one-third of the country doesn't have access to it. We don't
0: want them to touch broadband, whether it's one-third of the country or not, because they've already said the government and nonprofit organizations are going to control them. We can't have the government controlling these sources, these channels of communication. And the nonprofit organizations will be their left-wing friends. This is all another rogue operation. One Trojan horse after another. Go
3: ahead. So that impacts workers, workers who have been working from home, kids who are trying to learn uh, at home, uh, parts of the country where they can't have jobs, where they're working remotely. I listen
0: to this woman and I say to myself, who are you? What do you really know other than to regurgitate the demagoguery that is fed to you? What, What do you know? You don't know anything about anything. Neither does your boss. Neither does his running mate. Neither does the Speaker of the House. Neither does Schumer. Where are they getting all this stuff from? This is all intended to empower the central government, empower our politicians... You know, so many Americans are schizophrenic. They hate Washington. They hate politicians. But they want to give Washington and politicians all this power over their lives. Let's move the cut to, Mr. Producer. Alec Andrea Ocasio-Cortez. Go.
4: What we think is the actual investment that can create tens of millions of good union jobs. You know, this I,
0: kind of- I, I, there's a restaurant we really enjoy, and I've gone to it for years. And uh, sometimes when I was single, i go there three times a week. And the bartenders are really smart people. Most of them are quite conservative. And in this particular restaurant, they've been there 10, 12 years. So they're treated very well and they enjoy what they do. This woman, Aach, was a bartender. The people I'm talking about are smart. They're conservative. They understand how the world works. She is an idiot she's an absolute idiot she has no real world experience she's even lied about her background now she says she's part Jewish did you hear that Mr. Producer does she know Elizabeth Warren maybe they can get together and check out their DNA or whatever they check out I'll be right back
1: he's here he's here
0: Hello America, I'm Mark Levin. Our number is 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. We'll get to our callers because the lines have been loaded since the moment I showed up here. Apparently Loudoun County, Virginia, the Loudoun County school system is ground zero for this critical race theory. It's a significantly majority white county with increasing number of uh, minorities, particularly Latinos. And so this is apparently ground zero now for this battle. And the school system is controlled and run by radicals, including the school board. I'm going to read something to you from the Daily Wire, because this is probably happening or about to happen in all of your communities. Advisory Board calls on Virginia school district to dismiss teachers who criticize the district's equity training by Chrissy Clark. An advisory board linked to Virginia's Loudoun County Public School District demanded that teachers be dismissed if they criticize the district's equity training inspired by critical race theory. Korea Jennings, who leads LCPS, the Loudoun County Public School District, She leads the LCPS's Minority Student Achievement Advisory Council, emailed the district superintendent, school board chair, equity committee, and the NAACP. I didn't know they were running the Loudoun County school system. I didn't vote for them. Asking that teachers not be allowed to speak out against diversity training, even in private feedback surveys. See, this is what it always gets to. You're getting a taste of what Marxism is like. It's for the people. Right? It's for the proletariat. No, it's not. And it never has been. What did I say yesterday? Marxism is the intellectual's fascism. Now, obviously, there's certain issues there, but you get my point. According to the copy of the email obtained by the Daily Wire, Jennings said the negative feedback should not be tolerated by anyone employed by the school district... The email reads as follows, and I quote, I was disheartened to see so much hate and vitriol centered around something that is meant to bring about inclusiveness and equity. While much of the pushback came from parents and other community members, from what I understand, there was also a great deal of negative feedback from LCPS teachers. That simply cannot and should not be tolerated by anyone employed by the school system. If our teachers and staff cannot be open and willing to learn how to be culturally competent, then they do not need to be in the classrooms any longer as they will only hinder the process and most importantly cause irreparable harm to the vulnerable hearts and minds of our students. This is incredible. This fascism is unbelievable. I don't know where the parents are in the Loudoun County school system, but they better start showing the hell up at these board meetings. By the hundreds, if not thousands. The MSAAC group, so-called, made headlines after it vowed to silence the opposition, quote-unquote, on social media. Took a lot of lessons from Stalin, I guess. Quote, there's strength in numbers, and we believe wholeheartedly that united, we can and will silence the opposition, the body wrote on Facebook and Twitter. We ask that you please support our call to action by engaging in these five small but impactful actions, to help us in our mission of advancing equity through action. The group, the MSAAC, email eerily mimics a proposed speech code that would have prohibited teachers from criticizing the school board's racial equity plan. A draft of the proposals, that is the speech code, would have banned school teachers from criticizing the district's commitment to action-oriented equity practices in all forms of public and personal communication. The speech code was hidden inside a professional conduct policy proposal, which would have prohibited behavior that undermines the views, positions, goals, policies, or public statements of the Loudoun County School Board or its superintendent. By the way, Mr. Producer, are my peas popping? People say, what does that mean? The microphone cover that I have is torn to shreds. And I've been asking for a new one now for like four weeks. But apparently somebody in New York doesn't know how to stick it in the little box and mail it to me. Let me continue. The district only opted to revise the policy after the district's top teachers union, Loudon Education Association, said they were concerned with the speech code. Sandy Sullivan, the president of the union, told the Washington Free Beacon... That teachers reached out to her concerned about the speech policy. Anything that's going to inhibit the speech of people freely expressing themselves in an appropriate manner concerns, as Sullivan said. We want employees to make sure that they can be heard. But this MSAAC email also calls on the district to hire another equity consultant. You can never have too many, you know. That's like having bus drivers when you have no school. This is what happens when you turn the, in, the asylum over the inmates. MSAAC also strongly recommends bringing in an equity consultant, as this is a heavy lift. And we want to get it right this time, the email reads. Loudoun County Public Schools has missed the mark in this area time and time again. Now we are uniquely positioned to stand tall on the right side of history and let hate know it has no place in our schools, except with critical race theory. That's all it is, is hate. Now I want the taxpayers of Loudoun County to know you've already spent $422,500 between 2018 and 2020 on equity consultants and diversity training. This is a real scam, you see, which claims racism is inherent in nearly every aspect of America and that white people are racist as a matter of DNA and there's not a damn thing they can do about it. And so now you see the Marxist influence and the politicization of our classrooms. It's really quite shocking how quickly this has come to be. Now, it's been percolating for a long time. They've been working the system a long time, but now it's in your face. The whole Black Lives Matter movement is a critical race theory movement. And you have sports casters and athletes praising it. They don't even know what the hell they're praising. They don't even know what the hell they're doing. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I noticed that sports viewership is down 30%, pretty much averaged across the board. It's going to keep happening, except for places like the UFC and others where they don't get into all this racial stuff. All right, let's take a call here. Let us see. Uh, boom, 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 boom. Let's go to Larry, Kansas City, Missouri, the great KCMO. Larry, go right ahead, please.
2: Well, hello, Mark, and good evening. And by the way, boy, you talk about work. You've had to really help us unpack $1.9 trillion in COVID alleged relief and now 2.4 billion trillion in infrastructure. What a phony deal it
0: is. Oh, my but God. And minute. you know what? This is why they're moving boldly and fastly and bigly. As fast as they can before the facts catch up with them.
2: Let me uh, let me mark help you unpack another little smoke screen they got going yeah. on with these electric cars. Now, I'm 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 gonna tell you that I'm a car dealer. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, if they build electric cars and people want them, I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you about a little smoke screen called the $7,500 federal tax credit. And let me tell you what you probably think that is when I spoke it. You probably thought, well, you buy a car, and like all rebates you get from the manufacturer, there's a check for 7500 bucks waiting for you somewhere. Nothing could be further from the truth. It's a federal tax credit, which means if you buy a car in 2021, electric, And you want your tax credit. Well, here it is, April 2022, when you're doing your income taxes. And guess what? If you did not pay in over $7,500 in federal taxes, which I got to tell you, a lot of American households and not poor ones. I'm talking about $100,000 households. They simply don't pay hardly any federal income tax so guess what no $7500 credit federal tax credit income tax credit is coming to you for buying one of these electric cars
0: it's- well what is well what is it what is it that you're finding that's unjust here that the people who don't pay any taxes aren't getting a tax credit
2: Mm, well, no, that's not unjust. Plus, I,
0: these electric cars, I'm told, are like $100,000 apiece. So why would somebody who doesn't make enough to pay taxes buy an electric car?
2: Well, See, one know, of the
0: they, reasons they want to spend hundreds of billions of dollars on electric cars is basically to hang them out like lollipops.
2: Well... I, I, I might disagree with that, but here's the thing. All these manufacturers... Well,
0: I, there's nothing to disagree with. It's not an ideological thing. It's a factual thing. Why are they spending, what was it, two hundred fourteen or whatever it is, billion dollars on electrical cars? We already have an electrical... We have electrical car manufacturers. Uh, the other major manufacturers are building electrical cars, and they say they're going to build more electrical cars. Why do we need almost a quarter of a trillion dollars for electrical cars?
2: Well they're not all for the they're for the charging stations. Oh, I
0: understand. Five hundred thousand charging stations. But you have to have a lot of electrical cars using five hundred thousand charging stations. Well you gotta be I don't concerned. even know if there's five hundred thousand electrical cars in service right now. Well, there may be
2: approaching that over the last decade might be approaching it mostly from Tesla, and everybody's right. in love with Tesla because of the name. Not so much for the electric car aspect, but they want to tell you they got a Tesla.
0: Well, I don't know. But the point is, uh, I, I'm not going to cry tears for somebody that can't get a 7500 tax credit because they don't pay taxes. We actually have programs in this country where people get rebates on taxes they never paid, earned income tax credit, things of that sort. And the Democrats are massively expanding it. They expanded it under the so-called COVID-19 $1.9 trillion bill. All of a sudden, you have three massively expanded welfare programs there, which have nothing to do with the virus. $20 billion worth had to do with actually getting virus uh, vaccines in people's arms out of a $2 trillion bill. So they're lying to us. They're lying to us about this bill. I don't really care about the uh, people who don't pay taxes not getting a tax credit. If you don't pay taxes, you don't get a tax credit. I mean, uh, that's just the nature of the beast. Anyway, thank you for your call, my friend. Jita in LA, 870 the answer, the great K
4: R L A. How are you? I'm well, sir. Thank you for taking my call. Yes. I called you once before. I was so nervous, and I'm still nervous. No, don't be nervous. Point to to make. I always listen to you, and I used to listen to um, Rush, and I'm so sad he's gone. Yes. And uh, okay, now what I want to say this morning, I turned the television on, and there's a program outnumbered. And there's a woman, and she was making this, uh, announcing that all the homeless people don't have IDs. So she's wrong, because I happen to know, because I worked in the system. So uh, all the homeless people, they have PO boxes, and they get their checks in the PO boxes. Most, uh, 99.9% get their checks in the PO boxes. Then they go and cash the checks, and they have to have an ID to cash the check. So she's wrong, and she, this woman, uh, she's a uh, left-wing, or I don't know who she is. She makes, sits there pontificates about many, many things, and nobody cuts her out. You know, Nobody, uh,
0: she, because she can say anything she wants. That's the nature of the left. So um, homeless people don't have IDs. First of all, you say, yes, they do. And secondly, let me ask you a question. Let's say they didn't. Should we change the whole world because of that? Should we say nobody has to have an ID because homeless people don't have IDs? Should nobody have a home because homeless people don't have homes? Should nobody have a car because homeless people don't have cars? I don't even understand the argument.
4: Yeah, the, yeah that's, you see, the, She occasionally this, I'm not watching Fox that much anymore. All right,
0: I, I really don't want to get into what's your, any of that. I want to talk to you about the issues you want to raise.
4: Yes, I. Uh, I, I, I and uh, anyway, I, that was all I wanted to say because you already know probably it, and I just wanted to say that they all have IDs. They have to have an ID, otherwise they couldn't exist because they have to buy things. They have to go to liquor stores everywhere. Everybody has an ID. And now, the, I know it's, it's people,
0: so stupid. The idea that it's so it's oh it's so uh, difficult for a person to get an ID to vote. It's so hard. The same Democrats that wanted us have to have a vaccine passport. I go into this all the time. The same Democrats who, who make life so complicated for those of us who actually pay federal income taxes. The same Democrats, they really want to cut red tape, don't you know? And so people shouldn't have to have IDs. Well, let me ask you this. If the issue is IDs, then why is not there something in the bill here to pay? I mean, we're spending trillions and trillions. Why can't we put aside a few shekels to buy people an ID at their state, if that's the big deal, right? Yes, I Because agree, they sir. don't want them to have IDs. They don't want an ID standard. Thank you for your call. We'll be right back. Much in. And enter promo code Levin Podcast. Again, puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin, L E V I N Podcast. And when you do, you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. You know, it's too bad history isn't taught well. Instead we get into all this race stuff and what's happening to our school systems. History. Because if we were teaching real history we'd be talking about and teaching about how many failed attempts in the last century there have been by the left to manage the economy. You could start with Franklin Roosevelt and work your way right through. The stimulus program A trillion dollars. We still don't know what happened to that money. All this money, too. Into the ether it goes. Joe Biden, of all people, promoting such a thing. Biden, Schumer, Pelosi, among the three of them, they have zero private sector experience. Zero, really, any substantive experience. Other than politics, grabbing power, telling people what to do, destroying things. Of building things we don't want and we don't need. This is a huge problem. These massive bills, these omnibus bills, which are intended to truly transition this economy, what's left of the capitalist system, into a neo Marxist system. You know, they, you can call it whatever you want progressivism, democratic socialism. It's all the same crap. It really is, all dressed up in different ways because everybody knows. The word Marx is toxic. The name Marx is toxic. The word Marxism is toxic. It's poison. So they embrace it or chunks of it. And they promote it. And then they don't want you to think they're doing that. And then they'll have their media hacks do the same thing. Because they're of the same ilk. They're of the same mindset. And then they'll promote it. Well, you know, Karl Marx really said this and really said it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's been Americanized. It's all been Americanized. It's been, they've tried to adapt it to our language, to our culture, and they try to devour them. Uh, so that's exactly what's going on right now. All right, I'll be right back.
1: establishment's worst nightmare. Mark Levin.
0: Call in now. 877-381-3811. I want to show you what I mean about this administration and propaganda. They've learned a lot from the fascistic and communist regimes all around the world and in history. Just repeat that big lie. Here is Jen Psaki at the White House press briefing today. A reporter keeps trying to straighten her out that no. The Georgia law is not, uh, you can, uh, they don't close the polls at 5 p.m. They haven't changed the times at all. But they continue to lie. Cut, seven, go.
4: The bill actually uh, standardizes voting hours by counties and adds Saturdays and Sundays voting. And it also allows extended hours from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. So is there going to be a? All right,
0: I want to be clear. So it expands the days and the time of voting. Got it? And yeah, you've been told that it does the opposite, starting with the president of the United States. Go ahead.
3: It standardizes the ending of voting every day at 5, right? It just That's gives seven, options. Seven seven is what it it is. gives options to expand it, right? But it You notice how she
0: hasn't read the law, right? Right? What is she, 14 years old? Is she a valley girl? You, know, you, notice, you notice how she hasn't read the law, right? Right? It doesn't say 5 p.m., right? Everybody's telling her this, Right? Even the Washington Compost, right? Even this reporter, right? The whole world. The law doesn't say that, right? Right? But she keeps saying it, and so does the idiot to who she represents, right? Go ahead.
3: It also makes it so that uh, outside groups can't provide water or food to people in line. No, off, right?
0: that's not exactly what it says, that outside groups. You see, they have their talking points, and this is all. In. These are stupid people. These are stupid people. I read to you what the law said. I read you word for word what the law said. Does it say people in line can't have water? They're having a problem with people coming up who who represent candidates trying to buy people's votes by offering them stuff. And so they say, no, we're not going to permit that anymore. But yes, you can get water. The precinct can give you water. You can bring your own water. A friend can give you water. family member can give you water. Just some outside stranger can't come up and start giving you water. But apparently, you see, that's like Jim Crow. Apparently in Jim Crow, that's what was taking
4: place. Go ahead.
3: The it vote- makes it more difficult to absentee vote. Are those things all correct? Voting
4: on the day of is 7 to 7, and early voting um, uh, can standardize least Saturday and Sunday. So my question is, is the tone going to change out of the White House? Or, uh- the
3: tone for a bill that limits In other voting- words, you're going
0: to keep lying through your teeth, dummy? Go ahead.
3: Access and makes it more difficult for people to engage in voting in Georgia?
4: No, that's actually not what the uh, the governor of Georgia has said.
3: Well, I think that is not based in fact what the governor of
4: Georgia has this said. This is so, unbelievable
0: to me. This is unbelievable to me. A liar like this should be fired. She should be fired. She has no idea what she's talking about. She is a liar. And then they, they up the uh, temperature. For example... Here's Biden on ESPN today. Now, why is Biden on ESPN today? Because ESPN is left wing. It's left wing. You can count conservatives there on one hand. And so they want, they want to now cancel Major League Baseball because of the voting changes they made in Georgia with a, absolutely nothing to do with race? Cut six, go. Go.
2: Tony Clark is the executive director of the Major League Baseball Players Association. He said he would, quote, look forward to discussing moving the all-star game out of Atlanta because Georgia Governor... You people who keep
0: watching professional sports, you need to understand what you're doing. I don't know who Tony Clark is, executive director of Major League Baseball Players Association. He's another jackass. He doesn't know what's in the Georgia law. Has, and you see, this is, these are pseudo events. These are pseudo arguments. People are arguing over things that are not reality. And so the image has been created, and nobody's better at this than the Democrats. The image has been created that these changes are racist, that all the Republicans got together, because they have nothing better to do in the state legislature, and they passed laws that were aimed at harming minorities. And the governor, he's signing a law that harms minorities, because that's what they do. That's what we Republicans do, don't you know? Not the Democrats, no. Look at the southern border, no, that's okay, don't look there. The President of the United States, he's the one that was palling around with segregationists. He's the only one. But now Tony Clark, the executive director of Major League Baseball Players Association, and they'll be talking about this on ESPN until they're blue in the face, because they have nothing else to talk about. They'll go on and on and on about it. A lie. A flat-out lie. Go ahead. Signed into
2: law, a bill passed by the Republican-led state legislature to overhaul how its state elections
0: apply. And really, and what does the overhaul provide? Why don't you put that on your damn monitor? Why don't you tell the American people what it involves? Rather than characterizing it and caricaturing the people who wrote it. Go ahead.
2: So Mr. President, what do you think about the possibility that baseball decides to move their All-Star game out of Atlanta because of this political wow, issue?
4: Wow, what a
0: what a tough question for Biden. What a tough question. Even dummy can answer this one. Go ahead. I think today's
2: professional athletes are acting incredibly responsibly.
0: They haven't done anything. What are you talking about? She's asking you a question about whether it should be moved. Go ahead. Strongly support them doing that. People look to them. They're leaders. Look at what's
2: happened with the NBA as well. Look at what's happened across the board. The very people who are victimized the most are the people who are the leaders in these,
4: in these various sports. Oh, just-
0: who are victimized, the leaders of this? What is he talking about, Mr. Producer? Are there leaders in the sports? Are there leaders? Okay, so which leader in sports is being victimized? Is that who he means, LeBron James? Being victimized? I only wish I were victimized like this. And so do most Americans, regardless of race. Victimize us, too. Go ahead. Not right. This is Jim Crow on steroids. Shut up, you idiot. Jim Crow on steroids. Expanding the number of days you can vote. Expanding the hours that you can vote. Expanding early voting. Just requiring a voter ID and a signature so they can make sure they know who you are. That's Jim Crow? Is that what he's going to do? He's going to keep going around saying Jim Crow? Even when his house newspaper, the Washington Compost, gives him four Pinocchios, he's going to still keep doing it? Even though I read you that damn law right over the microphone. It doesn't do anything he says. And there's ESPN, utterly irresponsible, putting him on there. She doesn't know what the hell she's talking about. Not challenging him. These people are destroying this country. Destroying it. They're turning people on people based on race. They're teaching kids to hate race, to like race. It depends on what race you are. This is the left. They're killing us. They keep lying about this. And they're going to keep lying about it because they don't want these states getting their house in order. They, they send in these lawyers to litigate their way to these points in the last two years. Then they told us we had to do this because of COVID. The state legislatures are stepping up and saying, no, 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 we need to fix it. Oh, you must be Jim Crow. Now, here's the Coca-Cola CEO, James Quincy, on CNBC today. Cut eight, go. Let
2: me be crystal clear and unequivocal. Uh, This
5: legislation is unacceptable.
0: Uh, Where's this guy from? Sounds like he's British or something. No offense, I'm just wondering. The legislation's unacceptable. Go ahead.
2: Backwards, uh, and it does not uh, promote uh, principles we have stood for in Georgia uh, around broad access to voting, around voter convenience, uh, about ensuring uh,
4: election uh, integrity. Do you notice
0: that not a single one of these people gives specifics? Well, what's the problem of broad access to voting, or voter convenience, or election integrity? What exactly are you talking about in this law? That would be my next question. What are you talking about, Mister Coca Cola? You say it's a step back. What are you talking about exactly? Can you tell us? Go ahead. This is is frankly just a step backwards.
2: We've spent many decades uh, promoting uh, within Georgia a better society
0: and a better. I, I don't need a lecture from this guy. Wow. It is amazing how you see this spread like wildfire from the ideological left and the Democrat Party into the media, into the sports world, into the corporate world. That's the prototype. This is what keeps happening. It's incredible. Truth be damned. Facts be damned. I don't care how many times I read the law out loud. It won't even matter. It just doesn't matter. They just want to be in. They want to be in the in crowd. They don't want to turn people off. They just, or I don't know. There's millions and millions of you. He doesn't think, those of you who drink Coke products, he doesn't think he's going to lose you. Well, he just lost me. I'll be right back. Much love in. Go to puretalkusa.com and enter promo code Levin podcast. Again, puretalkusa.com promo code Levin L-E-V-I-N podcast. And when you do, you'll save fifty percent off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com promo code Levin podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. Ryan, Cold Spring, New York, the great WABC. Go ahead, Ryan. You know, Mark,
5: thanks for everything that you do, you and Sean and Mr. Dan Bongino. But, you know, you would wish that the people in Fulton County, Georgia,
0: would put up some more polling places so people could vote. And they so can they if no they want to. Relations. They don't want to, right? I don't know what they're doing. It's mismanaged, so you got to blame... Uh uh, you got to blame the white, privileged, dominant culture for decisions that are being made by other people in that community. But the, but the dominant
5: culture in that community is black. What, what, what's the problem?
0: I just I'd- said that to you. I don't know what the problem is. The problem is that you have people like LeBron James who sets up a group and says, look what happened in Atlanta and other places where the lines are long. There's not enough precincts. And I said on the air before the election, you're barking up the wrong tree. Why don't you tell the people who run these communities and these so forth, have more precincts. Have more, and here's the problem. You want to know the truth? You have trouble getting precinct workers. That's the problem. But that's not a racism issue, is it? No. no All you. right, sir. Thank you for your call. Let's go to Vern, West Palm Beach, Florida, the great WJNO. Vern, how are you, sir?
1: I believe uh, you're talking to me. It's Barron,
6: but I spell it with an O.
0: All right, Barron with an O. Go right ahead.
5: That's <laughs> what I was explaining to your uh, screener that, uh,
0: you know, I'm, I'm
5: kind of... What's your, what's your point, sir, before we there. run out
0: of time? Go right ahead.
6: Okay, you're describing all the craziness and why they can't solve a problem. Is because I think the Capitol is run by the Institute of Polyological Psychosemantics and Psychological Incest?
0: All right. Thanks for your call. That was a good one, Mr. Callsbranner. Let's try another one. David, Columbia, Tennessee, XM Satellite. Go right ahead.
6: Mark, thank you for all you do. You're a great educator. Uh, The reason I'm calling is I don't I I talked to a judge. I'm an attorney. I talked to a judge here one time and I told him. I believe that the left wants to federalize the police in the United States. And he laughed. He said, not in my lifetime. And I started thinking about it. How would they do this? Because he said the sheriff here would never go for it. I said, well, you know, I started thinking they're going to do like a civil rights czar. So this whole attack on the police is to federalize the police. But now seeing this $2.3 trillion bill, What I'm looking at is they're talking about doing an environmental force, and that's where you federalize the enforcement. It's going to be through that environmental force that they're putting billions of dollars towards creating, which if you think back when Obama said they wanted to create a civilian force as well-equipped and— Well, well one of the
0: things they are creating, which is really quite scary, is they're creating like a, a youth movement for climate change a youth movement they're going to spend billions and billions of dollars on a youth movement for climate change i mean this this is what's happening here is is so frightening so over the top every single thing the hard left can think of is being pushed into these bills we've got propaganda left and right going on here like we've never seen before worse than woodrow wilson and franklin roosevelt much much worse and we have a media that are, uh, that are basically propaganda mouthpieces for this. So the system is not working. The system's not working. We have to hope that the Republicans in the Senate can figure out a way to use their 50, uh, their, their number, their 50 to stop whatever they can. We have to hope that the uh, state's attorneys general will continue to sue on these executive orders and hopefully win these lawsuits challenging them. And then we have to hope that businesses in America, not just those who belong to the Chamber of uh, Commerce, which is the Chamber of Left-Wingers at this point, but the Chamber of Commerce, we have to hope those people will also fight back, litigate, and so forth. But there's tens of millions of us. You've heard me talk about what's in these bills. You've heard me talk about the Georgia bill. You can go to MarkLevinShow.com where we have the daily recap of the program if you have any questions. You need to get this information out. We have 14, 15 million listeners on this program. If every one of you would talk to five or ten people, get them the information that I'm presenting to you, you know, we would have a fighting chance. We would have a fighting chance. Thank you for your call, sir. I appreciate it. Let us go to Amanda, Wilkesboro, North Carolina, the Mark Levin app. How are you? Hello? I'm well. How are you, Mr. Levin? Very well, thank you.
7: Hi, can you hear me?
0: I can. Go right ahead.
7: Um, I just wanted to comment. I just wanted to comment that it's rich for Joe Biden to pull the Jim Crow, Jim Eagle thing when one, he's standing in front of the eagle on the presidential flag, which the eagle is, you know, the symbol of America. And two, he is the man who called integrating schools turning them into jungles. That was Uh his word.
0: You're right. He's a very sick and stupid man. And here we are, he's president of the United States. It's it's an appalling thing, quite frankly. All right, I want to thank you for your call Amanda. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have a full hour left. This, I will be right back and I hope to see you too. You saw that heartbreaking video of this piece of crap dropping this three-year-old and then this five-year-old from way up atop the, the border wall. It's just unbelievable. And that's just what you saw. So much of this is going on. It's just sickening. I've noticed something. I mean, I've always noticed it, but I've really noticed it now. Do you notice that the overwhelming majority of the people who are trying to secure the border, who are on the border patrol, who are on ICE, are Latino? They're Latino. They're trying to protect the American border. Have you noticed that? These are great patriots. Great patriots. Joe Biden invoked the name of Cesar Chavez the other day. He has a bust of Cesar Chavez in the Oval Office. A few months ago when that occurred, when he put that bust of Cesar Chavez in his Oval Office, I reminded America that Cesar Chavez used to call illegal aliens wetbacks. He did it on radio. We have the recording. That Cesar Chavez despised illegal aliens because he believed that they were undermining his farm workers' union movement. That Cesar Chavez, from time to time, often, as a matter of fact, would have members of his union helping to guard the southern border. And they would rat out illegal aliens who they saw in groups, clusters, coming across the border to the border patrol. And he was joined by Ralph Abernathy, who was the right-hand man of Martin Luther King, and took over for Martin Luther King upon his assassination. He was joined by Walter Mondale. You may recall Walter Mondale. I think he's still with us. You see, the left wing in this country, the union movement in this country, American Latinos in this country, the Democrat Party in this country, We're more vocal and more insistent on protecting that southern border from illegal aliens than anybody else. Because of their concern that it would undermine unions. That it would undermine low-skilled, unskilled Americans from getting work. That it would overload the education systems, the hospitals and others on the border, among other places. This all changed about 12 or 14 years ago when the Democrat Party determined to tie its future to the fundamental transformation of America. No longer interested in convincing simply American citizens to embrace the party, but to literally change the citizenry, to literally change the citizenry. That is precisely what's going on on the southern border. That's why Biden just doesn't give an S. He just doesn't. Neither do does Kamala Harris. It's not a crisis. Relax. It's a big deal. That's because his family's not involved. If his family were involved, I think he'd think it's a crisis. But this guy always skates because of our corrupt media. So Cesar Chavez... is celebrated by the Democrats. He's celebrated by Biden when they don't even know what the man stood for. They don't even know what the man stood for. The Southern Christian Leadership Conference strongly opposed illegal immigration and protecting the border. Eugene McCarthy, also of Minnesota fame, who was a leftist and somewhat of a libertarian, and he actually endorsed Ronald Reagan for president against Jimmy Carter. He was opposed to illegal immigration. So there was a consensus in this country that illegal immigration, that overwhelming the southern border was a bad thing for the United States of America. There was a consensus, but not anymore. Joe Biden cited... Dwight Eisenhower, the hero general, the great Dwight Eisenhower, when he was pushing his neo-Marxist spending plan, pointing to Eisenhower for the interstate highway system. Because he wants you to believe that even Eisenhower would support his bill. Really? Since 5% of the bill actually goes towards highway systems and roads and bridges I don't think Eisenhower would support it in the least. But he cites Eisenhower. Many Democrats cite Eisenhower. Many in the media cite Eisenhower. They embrace him as the kind of Republican that they wish we had today, you know, other than a Trump. One of the first things Dwight Eisenhower did is he pulled one of his favorite generals into the Oval Office when he was elected. And he said, I want you to round up the million or so illegal aliens that are in this country and move them out of the country. We've talked about this in the past too, but a reminder is a healthy thing. They rounded up one million illegal aliens (coughs) in this country and within a six-month period deported them. Without any complaints from the Democrat Party or the media. What are you saying, Mark? I'm laying out the history. What do you mean, what am I saying? The world didn't begin today with Joe Biden. The world didn't begin today with what's going on in the border. I'm not saying we do that. What I'm saying is the whole mindset has been perverted. The issue when it comes to immigration is what the American citizenry wants. This is the nation of the American people. Not Joe Biden, not Kamala Harris, not the Democrat Party, not the New York Times and the Washington Post. Always remember this. This is your country. It's not the country of would-be citizens. It's not the country of foreigners trying to get into America. It's the nation of the American citizen. No, we're not a nation of immigrants. We're a nation of citizens, many of whom are immigrants or whose parents are ancestors were immigrants, but you're not a nation of immigrants, you're a nation of citizens, and I've pointed this out over the years. This is very important to understand. So they point to Cesar Chavez, who despised illegal immigration, the Democrat Party which fought illegal immigration, Martin Luther King's organization under Ralph Abernathy fought illegal immigration. Harry Reid in the 1990s fought illegal immigration. I'd go on and on and on. But now all of a sudden, we have a border that's wide open. We're we're supposed to have an electoral system if they get their way wide open for anybody to vote. 16-year-olds, 17-year-olds. How come nobody talks about that? Illegal aliens talks about individuals, not citizens voting. Very diabolical. And he cites Caesar Chavez. Because he's a moron. He's an idiot. He doesn't even know what the hell he's doing. But he knows that the platitudes work. The platitudes work. And he knows he may be called out here and there. But in the end he can keep repeating the lies. Just over and over and over again. Now we have this reprobate. This halfwit. This flunky. Called Alexandria Casio Cortez. Imagine what the Democrat Party spawns. These left-wing, America-hating, Israel-hating pukes. On MSLSD yesterday. Cut 10. Go.
4: I don't want to draw false equivalents. What is happening here is not the same as what happened during the Trump administration, where they took babies out of the arms of their mothers and deported their families and permanently oh, traumatized.: Oh, boy, oh boy
0: Oh boy, oh boy. And she says we owe those families reparations. What kind of idiots elect somebody this, like this to be in kind? Con- what kind of morons vote for a buffoon like this? And notice the media love her. They've loved her from the minute that she got elected in their primary, the Democrat primary. They just keep promoting her. They keep promoting her, no matter what she says, no matter how radical, how stupid, how uninformed they push her out there. They don't question her. First, she said what's going on the border is a result of white supremacy. Now, she learns these things. Not by book reading or studying, but because these platitudinous buffoons who surround her tell her this stuff. I know where they're getting it from. I know exactly where they're getting it from. The white dominant culture, you know, critical race theory. And I want to make it clear, if I hadn't been talking about critical race theory behind this microphone for the last year or so, nobody would even know what the hell's going on in this country. Now we're exposing it. Now you're exposing it. Now it's being exposed in every corner of this country, and it's a good thing. And in a few months, I'll be exposing a hell of a lot more. But here she is. Now we owe reparations. You and I owe reparations to everybody. Well, I want reparations. I'm breaking my back every day like you. I'm working 20 hours a day. I'm paying 50% of every nickel I earn into some friggin' government agency. I want reparations, don't you? We, the hardworking men and women of this country, the taxpayers, who make this country work, who are defamed, who are degraded, who are discredited, who are trashed. And I'm not just talking about Caucasians. I'm talking about all of us who make this country work. No respect shown for the American people. They talk about the middle class. They talk about all the people who make this country work. All they do is crap on you day in and day out. On your behalf, of course. I'll be right back. Much Lovin'. Some people are sensible. I know people are coming to Barack Melhouse-Benito's defense, not me. Here we have a piece from ABC7 Chicago. Waukegan, Illinois. Waukegan's Board of Education met Tuesday night as it considers changing the names of two of its schools. Thomas Jefferson Middle School and Daniel Webster Middle School. Jefferson, who was the nation's third president, owned slaves. You know, I, I have to say something about this. Slavery didn't begin in America. Slavery did not begin in America. Slavery has gone through out the ages. You had slavery in Africa. Africans enslaving other Africans. And then selling them to Europeans. You had Europeans and others enslaved by the Ivory Coast Pirates. You had slavery in the Muslim world. You had slavery in Southeast Asia. In fact, you've had slavery all over the world. Only in America do we have such a vastly diverse society. People, all backgrounds, really every background. An enormous tolerance. This is like no country ever before. How many countries fought a civil war? How many countries fought a civil war to end slavery? I don't know of any other than this one. I don't know of any other than this one. And ever since has been trying to improve and perfect its human rights record. How many countries are there like that? I don't know of any. Do you? And so to take parts of our history and apply it today without the rest of the history is, is really quite diabolical. It's very evil. It's very evil. There have been books written about slavery. My people were enslaved thousands of years ago. You may have heard of it. So were most people, quite frankly. Not all, but a lot. So I'm, I'm just approaching this with you. We're going to change the name of two schools. We're going to get rid of Thomas Jefferson's name and Daniel Webster's name. And all they have here in the article is uh, Jefferson, who was the nation's third president, owned slaves. Now, Webster's a different story. He supported slavery. But isn't it interesting that all through the civil rights period, all through the riots of the 1960s and so forth, nobody was changing the names of schools. Nobody. So I just wanted to point this out. So there's been a recommendation to change the name of the Thomas Jefferson Middle School to either Barack Obama or Michelle Obama or Barack and Michelle Obama middle school and the local population a large Latino population in the article they call them Latinx Latinos don't call themselves Latinx white liberals call Latinos Latinx it's so disgusting are opposing it because you see the Obamas given their deportation record were oppressors now I'll get back to that after the bottom of the hour
1: This is the Octagon of Talk Radio, the Mike Levin Show. Call in now at
0: 877-381-3811. What's happened here is they wanted to change the name of the Thomas Jefferson Middle School to the Obama Middle School. And school board member Edgar Castellanos said he came to the United States undocumented as a child. I will not be part of renaming a school after someone who did not and does not represent the undocumented community. You see, in the end, the leftists, shoot the leftists, it's just the way it is. Mao took out virtually all of his uh, fellow revolutionaries after the Chinese revolution. Stalin took out almost all of his fellow uh, revolutionaries. Castro... Uh, you, you just look at this. This is what happens. But you look at the French Revolution, Robespierre, and so forth, and eventually he was decapitated too at the guillotine because nobody's ever pure enough. And this is what people in corporate boards, at ESPN, in sports, in Hollywood, even in academia better start understanding. Nobody's safe once this fire started. Nobody. From the time Barack Obama became president until 2017 when he left, he today is still the highest-ranking president with deportations in our nation, Contreras said. We felt that Barack Obama did disservice to us. He denied us. He didn't stop the deportations the way he promised. So here we have a guy who he or his family came in here illegally. Uh, He got legal status some way, somehow. Uh, And he is a member of the school board, and he wants nothing to do with Barack Obama, because Barack Obama didn't support illegal immigration strongly enough for him. He said, personally, said the school board president, I don't object to the name, but I have to be aware of the concerns, and then this idiot news operation. Members of the area's Latinx community held a protest outside the meeting doors Tuesday night. People don't know they're protesting at Obama's library site all the time. They're removing the name of Thomas Jefferson, one oppressor, says Contreras. Now this is a guy whose family came here illegally, trashing Thomas Jefferson, one of the founders. I, I don't get it. Why did you come here, Contreras, if you hate American history? How do you explain yourself? The name of Obama is another oppressor, and our families do not want to see that name. Mauricio Sanchez's father was deported in 2015 under the Obama administration. It was Something very sad, Sanchez said. We couldn't even say goodbye to our dad. We just hoped for him to be able to get out. His dad is still in deportation hearings to this day. The Sanchez family said the Obama name is a reminder of their current struggles. And in this, I defend Obama. In this, I defend Obama. People don't have a right to just walk into this country, and then have a right to stay here, and then the right to be citizens, and then the right to vote, and then turn on the people who are trying to enforce the law. To the extent Obama did that, he was correct. He was correct. Unbelievable, really, what's happening in this country, in my humble opinion. I want to play one other thing for you before we uh, move on to callers here. Running out of time. Lester Holt, NBC News anchor. At the 45th Merrow Symposium yesterday, and he was doing this virally, hat tip rumble, here he is, cut 13, go.
8: The unprecedented attacks on the press in this period, I'm sure, will fill plenty of books and be studied in classrooms, maybe even here. But I have a few early observations I'll share about where this moment brings us and what we can learn. Number one is, I think it's become clearer that fairness is overrated.
0: See, fairness is overrated. Well, clearly it is because you don't practice it neither does anybody else in your so-called profession. And ladies and gentlemen, half a million of you bought copies of Unfreedom of the Press, and you can see articles appearing here and there in the conservative media talking about how the press has become activism, how it's part of the Democrat Party. That's old news. If you've read Unfreedom of the Press, it's old news, and you're well aware of it. The issue is what do we do about it? Go ahead.
8: Before you run off and tweet that headline, let me explain a bit. The idea that we should always give two sides equal weight and merit does not reflect the world we find ourselves in. By the way,
0: he he is not unique in saying this. This has been said by leftists in the media, by leftist professors in journalism. We can't present two sides. We can't be fair in that respect. What if one side is just evil and diabolical and dead wrong? So even here, in his um, attack on his own profession... An attack on his own integrity. He has to borrow from other writers and thinkers. Go ahead. That the sun
8: sets in the west is a fact. Any contrary view does not deserve our time or attention. Now I know recent events assure that you won't have to look far to find more current and relevant examples. I think you get my point.
0: Yeah, we get your point. We understand. Yeah, climate deniers. Yeah, critical race theory deniers. Well, we we understand. Gender theory deniers, we do, we do. We, we know exactly where you're coming from. We know more about you and your so-called profession than you do. Go ahead.
8: Decisions to not give unsupported arguments equal time are not a dereliction of journalistic responsibility or some kind of agenda. All fact-
0: right, he's going to go on, drone on about this. We're well aware of this. The problem is he's not an objective or he doesn't even attempt to be an objective arbiter of such things. What he's talking about is anybody who questions Fauci, anybody who questions the so-called science of climate change, man-made climate change, or has a different view. Anybody who questions the uh, the the conduct that occurred in the election in those battleground states with respect to the federal constitution. These are deniers. These are people who have an opposite view, but they're liars, and they're they're not to be respected. And we have to be fair to the truth, not fair to both sides. That's what he's getting at. Predictable. They're all predictable. This is how they think. This is how they, this is how they maneuver through the day, position themselves, and create the narrative. Let's go to Sal in New York. XM Satellite, Sal. How are you, my friend?
5: Hey, thanks, Mark. Twenty dollars a month for this serious XM channel that I tell everyone to get brings me the likes of you and David Webb and Alex Marlowe. So I'm grateful. A couple of weeks back, you or a few weeks back, you, you did a show where you did a graphic detail of a battlefield during the Civil War, and it was very moving. And I share it with a lot of people because I was able to rewind it in the car and when you talk about a civil war in this country during that time, ending slavery. And like I said, the way you described it, it was just, I had goosebumps. But the reason for my call was to say to you, I'm inspired by your boycott of Coca-Cola and will remove it from my eatery that's a seasonal business in the summer and hope others will follow suit. And I'm wondering if more folks like yourself that have the guts to proclaim that they're going to not support an organization like coca-cola maybe they'll wake up and say hey maybe there's more damage on our side if i cancel us versus cancel the less than one percent on their side
0: i hope so the problem is most of the people on our side just don't do this sort of thing and i'm not even leading a boycott i'm just for in my own life in my own way i'm saying i'm i've been drinking diet coke I'm 63 years old, since I was 15 years old. I've cut way back on it, but I'm done with it. Diet Coke and all Coke products, done. The CEO is a liar, the way he was talking and what he was saying, and people are going to continue with the propaganda, with the left wing, race baiting. I want nothing to do with them. So I'll learn to drink other things. Uh, Some of them might be healthier, some of them might not be, but uh, unfortunately now Coke products are out. And I want to congratulate you. You have a cafe. You're in, what, upstate New York?
5: Upstate New York. And I won't buy Nike products anymore either.
0: I never have. And you're right. You're right. And that shouldn't even be a big issue. It shouldn't even be a big issue. There's genocide going on in communist China. That's another thing. There's genocide going on in another country. A mass genocide taking place. And you wouldn't know it if you're watching our news programs, would you?
4: Incredible.
0: Maybe, uh, you know, maybe NBC uh, will pay a little bit more attention to it. I doubt it. You know, they probably did one show here and there and they think they've done enough. Lester Holt. It's funny how he doesn't talk about that. All right, my friend. Thank you for your call. Good call. Let's slip in Cheryl. Long Beach, California, 870. The answer, the great KRLA. How are you?
7: Fine, Mark. Happy Passover from my mom, the Holocaust survivor. Uh, I remember you.
0: Yes, thank you, and same to
7: you. Thank you. God bless you for everything you do. You know, you were talking about changing the citizenry, and one thing that's going on, and it's going on nationwide, and you addressed it earlier, is about this critical race theory. And um, here in Los Alamitos, you know, I went to uh, Lee School, Richard Henry Lee Elementary School. And Richard Henry Lee was the one who wrote the mm-hmm. um, the Lee Resolution, made the motion for us, for all the colonies to seek independence from Great Britain. And he would be turning over in his grave if he would know that right now, here and throughout the nation, what they're doing under the guise of this whole term of you know, social justice and is making our children into little social justice warriors. These courses, whether they're called ethnic studies or whatever terms of art they're using, it's not about culture and tradition. Well, Cheryl, I want to tell
0: you something before I have to run. I'm going to blow a lid off this whole damn thing. I've been working very, very hard on this. It's going to take a few months off this and some of the related issues here. That's what I'm focused on. That's what I'm doing in the uh, privacy of my own office Every night and every morning. And I'm going to dig into this. We're going to get to the bottom of it, where it comes from, what's happening. And it's not just this. It's the other Marxist and Marxist-related activities going on in this country. So I would say, you know, just hold on a few more months. Uh, But uh, we need to keep fighting it on all fronts. But I guarantee you, I'm going to do everything I can. And my best to you and your mother. And God bless you. I'll be right back. All right, let's go. Pamela, Patterson, New Jersey, the great WABC. Go right ahead. Pamela, how are you?
7: Oh, um, I'm doing well. Uh, I, this morning I called RC Cola, which is actually called Curic slash Dr. Pepper. It's an international company.
0: I love and, Dr. Pepper, by the way. Diet Dr. Pepper. Go right ahead.
7: Well, good. You're supporting a good company. They've uh, given to Republicans. And, um, I was very positive and upbeat and said, Hey, I'm shifting from Coca Cola and, uh, where can you get your product? It's a little hard to find. Pizza parlors have them. My pizza parlor, uh, a lot of pizza parlors and near Cool screener said, uh, a lot of, uh, pizza parlors he's come across has it too. Uh, right. but that's, uh, you could switch off to that. And, um, he was very nice and he said, Thank you. I didn't, we didn't realize this. And please call again. And, I, and uh, right now the shelves are a little bare because of COVID. But he said, uh, I'll tell the marketing people this. And I said, well, now's the time to strike because it's very hard to compete against Coca-Cola because they mm-hmm. have all the, the uh, shelf space in well, the Pamela, store, so it's very tough.
0: I've got to go. I know where Patterson, New Jersey is. They have wonderful, wonderful pizza parlors there. They really do. And being a steak sandwich guy, I love that too. Thank you very much. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel, and all of you, Americans, patriots. God bless each and every one of you. I'll see you right here tomorrow. Be safe.